Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show. Today, our episode is recorded on Clubhouse Live with my very good friend, Farouk. Farouk, welcome to the show, man. What's up, what's up, what's up, bro? I am so happy to be back on the Buster Show. Let's get it. This is your third appearance, right? Oh, yes, I believe so. And, and like, I must be part of a special club right now. I think that ties you with Elliot for the all-time record on the show. Well, you know, I, I am, although I'm very happy to be tied with my brother, Elliot, I got to make number one bro at some point. So I'm next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first thing I want to talk about is our history. Since we're recording this here on Clubhouse, uh, you and I decided in, in what, mid-December uh, that Clubhouse was for real. It was going to be around for a while. It wasn't a, a fad like some of these other, you know, random social platforms that are tied to individuals. Why, why do you think we thought that back then when there weren't even that many users? Looking back, uh, it, it's pretty crazy that, that you know, you had that, that sort of judgment. Yeah, I mean, bro, so although it says like, nominated the November 20th on my on my clubhouse account right I only hopped on December 28th for the first time ever and it was with you the room actually was called Farouk and Buster or something I remember that very well I, I have the screenshot still and man like the, I remember that we were having a phone conversation that Sunday and uh, we were like okay this app is gonna pop we love the way it's you know we get to have a conversation this and that and the idea came from you and I how we know over the pandemic, we've always talked on the phones. At, at some point, I remember peak pandemic last year, we were talking like once a day, every single day for a couple of hours, right? Yeah, we used and, to play Connect Four on the on FaceTime. Yeah, yeah, and go live together. And so, we, you know, it's we always support each other, but also we always came up with ideas. We were talking cards a lot, Pokemon, right? Like that's pretty much at some point all we were talking about. Event. It was dope. And I was like, hey, why don't you and I export the phone call that we're having right now? Because I do think it's really valuable for other people. And let's just have other people listen in on that. Because from my perspective, that's what I think this crazy thing Clubhouse is. And I was like, it's nothing but a live, non-recorded podcast, which just exists for the time being, right? And and we hopped on. And I remember we had like two listeners for the longest time. Shout out to Ben. Like, he yeah. was the first one, right? And like, and he, and, uh, and, um, and so after that, remember, we ended up having, what, 34, 45, you know, maybe 50 people, but we stayed on for, what, eight, six, we, we stopped. It was so years. ridiculous like, in retrospect. But the thing is, when I look back, I remember that this is the time that I was like, okay, that's it, bullish. Like, the way we were so into it and all of our friends, but also we got to connect slash reconnect with people. And it's just like having one big group phone call. And I dig it. And that's the feeling I got right away. And ever since, I mean, you know, but uh, bullish. I mean, I must have hosted um, a room every day since uh, the the first day of the year, and uh, and uh, every day one to three to four rooms. I don't know. It's 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 been a crazy 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 ride, bro. And then since then, the growth of the platform has gone pretty crazy. You know, and and to kind of top that growth off, yesterday, as of the recording of this podcast. Clubhouse has allowed some creators to get paid directly via Stripe donations on their profile. Do you, uh, you know, we were, we were talking about this on text and I, I sort of likened it to being an intellectual stripper. Um, do you, do you share that, that same philosophy <laughs> on the donations I remember, here? I remember when I, I got into Clubhouse, for some reason, the vision of Clubhouse was very clear to me from the first day I got on. As soon as I used my first room, it was like clear, boom, bullish. Same thing on Instagram in 2014. And that's why I started spending all my time on it, right? Like 12, 16, 15 hours a day sometimes, most of the times. Uh, but, you know, I, I remember calling it the only fans for entrepreneurs. Literally, I said that. It must be in a text thread somewhere with you. But And I was like, well, that's what's going to happen. But there's nothing wrong with OnlyFans. And, there's, and, and I remember Amber Rose talking about OnlyFans in a way that there's so many different people. But this is like... But the name tied to it, the, you know, the way that we see it, right? The yeah, it's the origin. Correct. So, but Clubhouse already has the origin of being a place where there is knowledge. Forget all the other bad stuff. I don't want to entertain that conversation. It's there's so much knowledge and the wealth and the depth of knowledge that you can get on Clubhouse regarding anything and everything is phenomenal. 
And so I think it's sick, bro. Like, I'm, I'm so stoked. I mean, you know, we got onto it right away. I'm blessed and grateful to be selected part of the creator, uh, uh, not the creator program, because it's another thing, but the creator monetization, uh, you know, tool. And it's cool, man. I mean, the, do you have it? Yeah, I have it. I haven't set it up yet, though. You have to set it up, bro. I mean, people could be tipping you while you're doing this Buster show, and you bring value to people using the show. So guess what? You spend 45 minutes an hour on here, you might make a couple hundred bucks. You might get slipped to 50, maybe whatever, and oh you know what? You deserve God. it. So you should really set it up, and it's so native. Like yesterday, I started the breaking news room about this tool. We had 3.5 thousand people in the room, literally. And I was, while doing that, I was... Uh, within the app setting up my thing uh through the payments in the settings and then and then i literally set it up and finished in five minutes and then yesterday while running the room started getting a bunch of of tips or whatever you want to call it donation i call it love and you know it's it's just there it's so cool bro it's at the end of your profile you tap on the person's head go to the bottom and it says send money so pretty sick it's so funny, man. I, I feel like the next step for them, though, is to streamline that direct to nonprofits, you know? So for like people, like a lot, a lot of people on Clubhouse and on these stages don't want anybody's money, um, you know, like especially, especially the big entrepreneurs and CEOs. I feel like for a lot of people, it should just be streamlined direct to nonprofits, like how Facebook does birthday donations. Um, I think that if Clubhouse added that, a lot of good would be done. But I also think just the raw utility allows people, you know, let's just use a, a comedian, for example. Maybe they don't have to take as much time off of Clubhouse to go do that other gig to make money while they're building their personal brand. Um, I, I think that's incredible. And also, they can't basically go to that gig either for most of the comedians. True. So totally. comedians is a great example. And that's what Leo was doing, right? And she was already putting, making people put cash apps in their bios to get the comedians pay when they did the gig right here for a couple of minutes. But now you can do it directly. It's so native and the UI and the UX of it is so smooth. You never leave. The, it's very well executed, honestly. That's so fascinating. I love that. Well, I'm excited to see where, where it develops. Um, but... Furrow, what are, what are you most excited about in general? Are you still most excited, you know, what, four or five months into Clubhouse year in, in life? Are you most excited about Clubhouse? Are you most excited about NFTs? What are you most excited about? You just named the two things I'm most excited about, aside from, like, uh, my coffee in the morning. It's, <laughs> it's, it's literally Clubhouse and NFTs. And the good thing and the craziest thing is that Clubhouse has become a pillar to that space as well. So that's the two things that I'm extremely bullish on. That's what I'm doing uh, most right now. I'm focusing most of my energy, my time, my money into those two uh, places. That's literally what I'm the most excited about right now. So let's talk about NFTs for a second. You have uh, launched a ton of celebrity NFTs here on Clubhouse and on other platforms. What makes a good celebrity NFT different from a bad one? Oh man, that is such a, that, I love that point. And yeah, we we have had the chance to host a ton of celebrities here on Clubhouse when it comes to NFTs uh, with my with my friend Paolo. And, uh, and we, you know, we've done, we started with, it's also with Steve Aoki, right? That big drop where we had two rooms and yeah, 6,000 people in the room. Yeah. At the same time, it was insane. And I think Steve sold like 4.4 million dollars worth of NFTs uh, while on stage with us. And then we've done ever since what well. we did Snoop Dogg just most recently, uh, uh, Calvin Harris also and Snoop Dogg last week, both of them and just a bunch of others and a lot more to come. Um, you know, what makes it good, what makes it, it's more even like what makes a good NFT in general, than what I do love about the space, and I, I've been having this conversation with a lot of people, it doesn't care about a celebrity. You know what I mean? The NFT community, the NFT space, the whales, which are the collectors who are buying these pieces, do not care about the celebrity aspect of an NFT. You know, yes, a lot of people will buy, yes, a lot of people will see it, but I've seen real, like, not real, sorry, but it's just like, you know, smaller, no follower base artists who have so much depth into their work, you know, that have been way more successful than the celebrities. That, that's what I've seen. And I invite, you know, celebrities that enter the space. And every time I get onboarded, I onboard a celebrity or I try to work with someone or advise them or just chat with them. 
and that's really become on a daily basis, um, we tell them, listen, you have to focus on the community and you have to find a way for your NFT to actually either have a utility or for the art to be extremely meaningful and, and there has to be a story to tell, but also you have to have a charity aspect to it, whether it's tied to a charity completely or a part of it, or whether it's uh, it's putting, pouring the money back into the community. I mean, that's the only way this creator economy and ecosystem is gonna survive. And some people are like, oh, we don't want celebrities to come in the space. I have to disagree with that because the celebrities that come in the space not only bring a lot of eyes because Rolling Stone and Variety and Forbes and CNN and CNBC, they're only covering the celebrities. Okay, and that it kind of sucks, but it is what it is, right? They, they sell the headlines. So it's normal at the same time, right? You saw Paris Hilton on CNBC. She's crushing it in the, in the NFT space, actually. And then you had Snoop Dogg on, I think it was Variety the other day. But it's just, it's a good thing that they come in because they'll bring a lot of eyes, attention. The money goes to them. Now, I would love to see that money being used for the greater good. Or if they really believe in the community. And this is what, this is what you see a lot of the people who are actually entrenched in, in NFT land do, when they make a ton of money, they put it right back in and buy um, and they invest in NFTs. I, I think that's really the quickest way to tell whether somebody believes in something or not. I'll use the example in sports cards, right? Let's say somebody gets uh, sells a million dollar card they bought for a lot less. The telltale, uh, you know, way to see if they really believe in that sub niche is to see what they do with that money. Do they go out and buy 10 more cards or do they not do, does this person who sells a million dollars of NFTs go out and buy more NFTs or do they not? Um, so I, I think, you know, it, it depends on the celebrity, but you know, for a lot of the OG real NFT people, they're all putting it back into the community. Yeah. Those people are, it's, it's, it's really cool, man. Like the, you have the crypto OGs and, you know, internet kids, I call them. I'm part of the internet kids, right? I think you are too, actually. You're an internet kid. And it's just it's just so cool to see uh, everyone come together and just build a space. Literally, we're, it's being built every day. So I want to talk about other platforms. Uh, where, or, and, and even in, in comparison to Clubhouse, is there still a place for, you know, organic growth on platforms like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, or are those days done and you have to pivot to the new platforms and reverse engineer and build back to the old ones? I mean, you know me, but I'm a firm believer, believer that there is room for organic growth on any platform. It's just the competition has gotten higher. You look at Instagram, we got into Instagram very early in 2014. There was maybe 100, uh, less than 100 million users versus what, 1.1, 1.2 billion now, maybe more. I don't even know, honestly. And so obviously it was easier, but it was not, it was not easy, right? Right. To grow. Of course, yes, it, there's things that change, but people need to understand like Instagram also keeps innovating. Instagram keeps having different ways to be seen, but to get more reach, whether now the thing that's popping, well, it's been popping. It's not now it's nothing new, by the way, but it's like polls and stories, right? Well, my good life page was getting 50,000 views for stories and 1.7 million followers because it's getting tanked, right? which is normal and it happens is the distribution of content is different. I'm sure you feel it, the fluctuations in your story views, but we started changing things and now I'm getting 250,000 views per story, bro. And so, you know, Instagram is like, this is, this is still like, it's still working. And like we get a reels that got 12.5 million views and we're gaining followers organically on good life. When I was losing followers for two years at some point straight every single day and really small amount of followers, right? Like maybe a few, like a very little, but I was still losing where the curve, completely shifted and went up we just with content no hashtags no posts yes we use a couple of hashtags of course and invite people to do so but i don't want to get in that technicality but to the broader range of things is snapchat's popping again there's a snapchat spotlight you can use that instagram's popping with reels they're going to bring igtv monetization for people soon they're still rolling it out use igtv they have guides nobody uses guides for some reason even myself I think yeah, I need to. I need to use those. Exactly. But there's story stickers, there's polls, there's quizzes. Then let's talk about another platform with organic reach. I mean, TikTok still popping. Like, there's always room for organic reach. It's just that the barrier to entry is tougher now, and you have to be a little more creative, right? So, or different. Or you know what? Consistent. But there's definitely room. But you know what's cool is you see a new platform like Clubhouse pop. I've been telling people since the second I got onto Clubhouse is the cross-pollinations between platforms is massive. Clubhouse allows you to directly, you can really tap on my head right now, go to the bottom of my profile, there's my Twitter and my Instagram. You can be redirected to both of them, any of them if you want, and you get to still be on Clubhouse. 
So, yeah, organic reach might be tougher to get, but you have to go and get it from somewhere else, Buster. Like, since I got into Clubhouse, I didn't used to use my Twitter. I'm not the biggest Twitter fan, although right now I guess I am. I went from having 800 dead followers on Twitter, and when I mean dead, they're dead, dead, dead. I was getting zero likes, zero retweets, zero comments on my tweets uh, just maybe a month and a half ago, and now I have 6,500 followers on Twitter, and I'm doing 5 million impressions a month. So right. it's, that's because of Clubhouse, right? So you can just, just play around with the platforms. You've given so many, you're given so many different platforms. Use Instagram to post. You're, you make a couple of posts here and there, and your stories use Clubhouse to uh, use your voice for Clubhouse, and then use your, your words and your thoughts for Twitter. You know what I mean? Like, you can just cross pollinate. Totally. And you can also repurpose a lot of that content. So if you put out, you know, a show or a video, obviously there's micro that can live on all platforms. We'll use this podcast, for example. This is being recorded on Clubhouse. The audio gets turned into audio video. The audio goes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Red Circle, and a few other platforms. And then quote cards get made out of the content that goes on LinkedIn, uh, as well as Instagram. And then sometimes Snapchat as well. Dude, you're a king. What? <laughs> yeah. Sick. So, but, but, but that's just, you know, just the e easiest example I can give um, because it's, it's true um, as to, you know, being able to take 30, 45 minutes of content, something that, you know, a, a lot of people online do very, very well. But, you know, really organic growth on social media is just compounded, you know, creativity and authenticity, right? It's like a one big thing now. It's like you can't, and you, it's like you don't focus on just one, you focus on many to build, and you know, it's just, it works. Like, there's just so much you can do together. Um, I, I say it again, and I've said it since, again, the first day I hopped on here, it's you should be using Clubhouse to grow the other ones. And it doesn't even matter, like, what happens with Clubhouse is you cross pollinate, you send them there, and it's that. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much you can do, bro. Yeah, and as long as, you know, the people that you're meeting, you're connecting with off-platform, that value justifies the time in and itself, let alone, you know, the social, you know, quote-unquote clout or whatever it may be, the clubhouse clout. Um, so I, I, I do think that there's a lot of inherent value there just beyond um, the platform. A lot of people that you never, a lot of people that you never would have thought that you would have met. Um, you know, and, and all of us, we've all connected with and, and met through Clubhouse. It's pretty crazy. Hell yeah, bro. You kidding me? I've met some of my best friends on here. It's, it's, it's wild. It's a really, it's a really good mixer. Um, now, in terms of authenticity, is that what you would weigh as the most important quality for people who are successful on online, in digital, and even just at large? Do you think it's uh, more a matter of like I'll ask athletes you know what what they think is more important between like working out and or diet my flip question to you is what do you think is more important the authenticity portion or the consistency portion both authenticity is first you have to you you can't be consistent if you're not authentic because it's, at some point you're gonna call yourself out on your own bullshit and you're not gonna be able to keep going buster so it's true both the, the authenticity is all authenticity is, is a driving force. Because consistency is the fuel. Okay, authenticity is you. You are you. I'm I, you. I mean, I'm Buster and I are like best friends. So I've known him for years. And we talk outside the app, like we said earlier, like almost every day, if not every day. Um, and, and it's just, and I'm the same person outside of Clubhouse, inside Clubhouse, on Instagram, on my posts, on my stories on Twitter, like, it's just, if, and it's the only reason I can keep going, because when you're not authentic at some point, like, okay, what am I going to fake today? You feel me? Like, come on. So <laughs> right. just, like, there's only so much you can, unless you're like the most creative motherfucker in the world and you come up with crazy stuff. But what I'm saying is, you know, authenticity is going to be the most thrown around word, thrown around word of 2021. 2020 was consistency and 2021 is authenticity. And, and, but true authenticity like real deep real authenticity is a mix of intent and impact right and so once you figure that out and you're being yourself and you're intentional and you lead with love and positivity you're gonna be really authentic and it's you're gonna shine beyond uh, all the applications that you're using and people are gonna see that 
and it's going to fuel you to be consistent. Because let's be honest, Buster, like if you're not consistent on, on any platform, you're, you're never going to be relevant. Because truth is, if I get off Clubhouse for a week, guess what? People are going to forget about me. You know what I mean? Maybe it could be a month. Maybe for some people, it's a day. Like, you know what I mean, Buster? So consistency yep. is important in a day and age where we consume so much across all platforms. I mean, man, I don't even remember what we did on Clubhouse yesterday, bro. So it's like, it's just so important to be consistent and consistently put yourself in front of others if that's what your goal is. My goal is to build my personal brand this year since 2020. I'm like, you know what? I'm going full in, all in for Oak and 2021 even more. And I'm, and rightfully so. So I'm putting myself in positions and places that you always see me, whether it was through the comments on Instagram, remember that? Whether it was through Clubhouse rooms and you're seeing me in, in a lot of different rooms, right? But at the same time, I'm authentic. I don't talk about stuff I can't talk about. I'm not trying to act like someone I'm not. I'm just me in every way, shape, or form. So it's really the perfect combination, bro. Totally. And the interesting thing about authenticity, though, just at large that I've been thinking about a lot these last few months is it's a lot easier, though. Well, you should always be authentic regardless whether you're trying to be a public figure or not, because the benefits from that are that you're happier um, as opposed to wondering why, you know, the alternative is true. But I do think it is at least public facing um, a lot easier to be fully, fully authentic once you are over that hump of not needing um, or not, not working for anybody or not caring what other people think. Do you, do you sort of believe in that as well? So you're saying, I just want to make sure I answer you right. You're saying it's hard to be fully authentic when you get over I which... think Well, I, I think it's easier um, because you get a lot more runway um, and freedom if you are doing everything yourself. You don't really have to call to anybody or, or you know, you're not... Well, yeah, but even... But think about that, right? Let's say you work for someone, right? Let's say you work... Uh, uh, for a brand, right? And you have a position in that brand. That, that's whatever you do, whatever your position is. And you get on social media, it doesn't stop you from being yourself and being authentic and talk about what you do within within the brand, right? Like, there should be no excuses to me. For me. Like, there should be no excuse or, or whatever it is not to be authentic. Because even, forget in social media, even in, 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 in the physical verse, right? Like, even in, in real life, like, you got to be super authentic with people if you want to get places and go places and be invited to places or just even, like, be able to make friends and, 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 you know, so and keep friends. So yes, of course it's easier to, I'm, I think what you're saying is you get that extra kick and it's easier right. to share and be yourself well, truly. So, you if know, you're, you know, with, with some companies, they, they limit what you're able to say publicly. Like you have to talk to yes. a communications team and you have to get approval. Yeah. So uh, authenticity for certain people is very, very structured which is a weird concept for you and I, but, um, you know, I think it just makes... I'll tell you what, I do have a tip for people in that situation because you're raising a really good point that might be a problem for a lot of people, bro. And a friend of mine is the case. He's not allowed to say where he works. He's not allowed to give a couple things because he works, he's a wealth manager, right? Right. And, and his company, which is big, doesn't allow him, right? Even though Clubhouse at some point had to go through communications because they already was active and he had to go back and all that all that crazy shit, bro. And so what I told him is, you don't need to, to say where you work. You don't need to go out there and just even push like you're a service or anything. You should just come on here and give true authentic financial advice that you give yourself. You know what I mean? By financial totally, advice, not like that, but totally. just like when it comes to save your money and be careful, you can say those things. You can authentically say the things that you mean that pertain to you to the same tips that you give your clients. Totally right. It's just like a, a restructuring of of phrasing. That that's exactly. a, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, man, authenticity is everything. And there, you know, there's a great line that I love, where it's just you'll never have any competition if you are authentic, right? Um, because everybody everybody's so different yeah. from one another. And the only time that I don't believe in competition. Me neither, bro. I literally, I I'll tell you this. I was. I was on a date a few weeks ago and I told the girl that I was with that I didn't believe in competition. And she was like, what do you mean? And then we had like this argument because I didn't believe in competition. She was like, what if, and then she gave me a really logical response, which was just like, uh, what, what about if you're selling sneakers and somebody goes out and makes a better sneaker than you? I was like, good for them. Then they deserve it. It's not competition. Wait, you know but Buster, but Buster, 
but you do want to become the best at what you do, right? Always, but so, that has nothing so to do with anybody else. Right, so it's not that you don't believe in competition, and I don't believe in competition, but I'm very, very competitive. It's, I believe in domination, but I believe in domination through collaboration. Oh, damn, rhymes on rhymes on rhymes. I got bars, bro. No, I'm kidding, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, you know what I mean? But that's it. I don't believe in competition. I believe in domination through collaboration, meaning that right. myself, my friends, my partners, my people, my homies, my fam, everybody around me, if I'm winning, you're winning, and we're winning. And if you're winning, I'm winning, and we're all winning. So it's like I, I need Buster to win and to get rich, and I want me to win and to get rich, and I want Buster to change the world. I want me to change the world because it's the same thing. It elevates me. Like when Buster has a win, I text him, like, yo, congrats. I'm happy for your win, right? So it's just like, but you're not working with me, for me, partnering with me or anything. You're just doing your own thing. But that elevates me. So I think that we are competitive natures, Buster, and you're a sports guy and you're a basketball player, so you're for sure a competitive nature. Basketball but, player is a stretch, but thank you. <laughs> I mean, come on, bro. You both. And you have a crazy uh, jump shot. So you have a nice jumper. I see it on Instagram. But you know what I mean? Like you're competitive because you're a sports kid. So you can compete, you can you can compete with people, but focusing on dominating, you know, as a as a collaborative effort is, is much 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 more forward thinking totally you want to be in competition with your network right so that you can collaborate along along the road have, i'm trying to have more bitcoin than 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 than, than troy <laughs> good <You> luck know, <laughs> <laughs> for example any person will have more than me you feel me that's the competitive likewise likewise that, that that needs to be like society is going to become such a better place once everybody thinks like us, I believe. And I mean that in a non-arrogant way is if everybody's happy for everybody else's wins and what they have, then you'll have so much more happiness for what you have too. Totally, man. I also think that, you know, I, I want to talk about if you have any, you know, daily practices or, or things that sort of bring that mentality, because I, I have my own, you know, for me, it's, you know, working out every day. Uh, and I try to meditate at least 30 minutes a day. I try to, some days I don't. Um, but, uh, you know, on, on top of that, just going for walks and, and listening to music, what do you have that for you uh, sparks that? Or is it just the work that sort of drives it in and itself? I mean, uh, happiness, right? Real happiness is what allows you to do anything in life, professionally, personally. But then what is happiness and what does happiness come from? It comes from the perfect balance between mental and physical health. So totally. the mental health side of things, you have to take care of your mental in order to keep going. If you're not well, you, there's no way you can keep going or you only go out so much and then there's something called a burnout where people burn out. But, and, 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 and it's just, it, it'll drag you down and it'll drag your business down, it'll drag everything down. But the other aspect to it, which you already mentioned, and I know you're, you're all about that no days off season and kudos to you for that because that's wild but um and you also work out like six times a day right <laughs> not six times <laughs> but like two or three yeah 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 two or three dude i'm trying to i'm struggling putting one a day but anyways no. and, and so <laughs> but it's what i mean by that is the perfect combination of both mental and physical health is happiness which keeps you going and people have to understand that because you can be perfect mentally but if the physical doesn't follow, let's be honest, so collapse. You won't be able to, to, to sleep less hours and to keep going. You won't be able to, to, to do anything. And you know that. If the physical health is not there, it's not there. You just physically can't do anything. However, if you have the physical health locked down, but the mental health is not here, well, you won't have the power, the energy, everything to keep going as well. So it's really a perfect combination of both. And when you ask me what I do for these is, yeah, I try to work out once a day. And if not, I'm still going to try and put in four to five workouts a week and I go hard because I, I care about it. Like I have boundaries. Like if I have to work out, I have to work out. You know what I mean? And that's what totally. I do. I stop everything I do and I'm going to take that hour. Especially right now, it's super hard with the pandemic. We had no gyms for most times in Montreal. It was super tough. Still trying. And even now, like you have to book a time. So I'll stop what I'm doing. I don't care. And I'll go and put my workout and then I'm back. You know, anything can happen. Super important to keep moving. And, um, and, and the other part is, you know, mental health wise, I mean, damn, like, Surrounded by cool people, don't focus on the bad stuff. Just focus on like building yourself, and just you know that's that's things I do, man. I, I do what I love. I wake up, I do my thing. Like I'm just undeniably myself, Buster. That's what I do as an exercise. 
<laughs> yeah, dude, that's the best exercise, man. And and it's true, you know, diet and exercise, those sorts of things are just um, compounded long-term investments um, in yourself, which is always the best investment, by the way. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, if I was if I was a wealth manager, I would just tell everybody to invest in themselves. And uh, I'm, 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 I'm bullish on I'm bullish on you, Farouk, and everybody else in here. Um, I, I swear, bro, you gotta be so bullish on yourself, dude. Like I'm, I've, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But it, you know, a, a lot of people look at you know working out and things like that as uh, as something that is stopping them from doing something else. When in reality, don't work out, just walk. Then, like even I put my daily reminders on Twitter sometimes to, to move. Just then, just go for a walk, but be physically active. You feel me? Right, or work while standing, because it, it really is the opposite of that, where it doesn't stop you from doing something. It actually allows you to do so much more because you have this energy. And it's also the, the you know, I mean, I, I guess it's a lot better in 2021, but, you know, it used to be sort of the wrong uh, outlook on healthy food. As well, it's like, oh, why, why am I doing this? It just tastes good. Whereas in reality, it just allows you to do more and, and have you know higher energy and not need to sleep as much or not crash after the afternoon. So you know, I, I think all of those things apply, but they're all great. And yeah, man, just getting outside, you know, taking a meeting while on the phone, walking on a hike, or you know, I try, dude. This, you know, what my goal for twenty twenty one is, Farouk? My real goal. What is it? To be able to take running meetings where I'm on the phone what? talking as if nobody could know that I'm running while I'm running. That's my goal. How does one do that? Well, you just need to be able to control your breathing to a point where it's unrecognizable on the phone. And I'm, I'm not insanely far off. I'll take phone calls with friends while I'm running. Um, but to be able to be in like a real meeting that's my goal by the end. That's my health goal by the end of 2021. Okay, David Goggins. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just... It, it, it's... I'm kidding, but we need to see a video of you saying, stay hard. Oh, God, no. Um, although I do, I do think that sort of motivation can be good at times. Uh, it, it, uh, it often, you know, you watch the video and you get all hyped up and then you exit the video. I want you to make that video for me as a one-of-one. NFT it and then send it to me in one of those super casters, you know, that like the people <laughs> and stuff like that. Where it comes yeah, and I'm yeah. put it on my desk, you know, and it'll just be you going stay hard about running. And we all know you got like a 12 pack, so it's no, well, I, I, I think. <laughs> I need to. I need to just. It should be no days off seas related. Not a. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna take Goggins long. Oh my god. Um. Speaking of, you you mentioned a, a big NFT sale. Um. Do we think that there will ever be an NFT that matches something like the Mona Lisa? I mean, we got pretty close with Beeple's work, although it's, it's sort of. Although it's sort of been semi canceled since. Um, it's. it's it's coming. It's coming, bro. It's a NFTs to me is a natural continuation of art. Kids these days are born with the iPad pencil in their hands, not with the paintbrush. And that's the reality. And people need to wake up. Like what, when, when someone says they don't get it is I just tell them that simple example. And it's open. It was like my aha moment. Like, well, duh. Like I told myself, I'm like, duh. Like these kids now are born with an iPad. They, I've seen a, like a two-year-old just call it, their parents on face on, on FaceTime using an iPhone. You know, they understand the motion. They understand the movements. And you see all these young artists. You know, there's this kid, Jaden, I follow on Twitter. He's freaking 15 years old. And he's sick. But these people, these kids are all born with, 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 with those devices. So it's like, it's such a logical thing that NFTs are popping. As a matter of fact, this digital revolution that's starting, that was propelled by, by COVID, right? It's really pushed, accelerated it. That's going to be the theme of this decade. We're at the beginning of it right now through apps like Clubhouse, which has allowed us to all gather together and you put so many crazy, good, creative minds in one room that this comes out. You know what I mean? That's all it does, right? Because I'm sure you've been physically to a restaurant or something. You've met someone. You're like, whoa, I, 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 I fuck with that person mentally, right? Buster, like, and in in vibration-wise. Totally. And, but now you get to do it on Clubhouse. Like, it's so logical. Like, that's why, to me, Clubhouse, when we first got on that first night, I was like, duh, like, 
obviously is the biggest thing because now I can have a mastermind with a hundred people and we all have something important to say or something to bring to the table or to this planet and then we get to talk together. So what's cool is that NFTs is propelling, uh, and so Clubhouse was propelling it, but this digital revolution right now is in the form of art. And art is the most beautiful form of self-expression there is in the world. Art can be anything. It could be spoken words. It could be a painting. It could be whatever. It, you know what? A crazy nice jump shot, like that Kawhi Leonard game winners game seven, like I get with the Raptors. Remember that one? That's art. Yeah. So that's why top charts are, are are popping. That's art too. So through art, we're having this digital revolution, and it's so 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 normal to me. So when you ask me if we're gonna see a Mona Lisa type sale, like what something crazy, like. You know what that people piece is, I guess, seen as that Mona Lisa. And in 10 years, it's probably going to be worth half a billion dollars, bro. You know, and there's going to be a bunch of these pieces like that because the more um, digital we get, the more like, it's just, it's just so logical to me, bro. I, I could go off on a bigger tangent, but the more digital the world is getting, the more we're going to see more and more of these beautiful works of art and crazy things. And then, you know, we're going to push, uh, you know, man, mankind is going to push its limits like it always does using tech and we're just going to see some crazy stuff. Yeah, dude. I, I think it's, I think it's super inevitable. Um, but I do want to ask as well though, since, you know, all of these old artists, you know, you look at people like Da Vinci or, you know, Rembrandt or people of that stature from way back in the day. Um, you know, where there was no social media, there wasn't anything close. Um, they probably traveled by a horse. Um, you know, seeing that they couldn't be canceled in theory, like today's modern version of that, um, but new artists whose works are selling for, you know, 50, $100 million can, do you think that puts, you know, a really crazy amount of pressure on them Guess to what act perfect what Who's do you there? think guess what that does also although i think we should cancel cancel culture maybe that'll force people to be a good fucking person how's that that you would be we're great gonna start valuing, we're gonna start valuing and we're gonna start uh, people based on how good they are as well so it's like and and and, and it's so it's it's important you know Yes, you're right. It's 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 the game's changed, and this now it's easier to, to dig back. And then we've seen certain things happen, but it's like at the, at the same time, it's like so. But what is art? What limits? There's interpretation. There's this and that, right? It's it's very like it's a very wild space. But we were talking about authenticity uh, 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 a couple minutes back on this podcast, and it's be good. Like, it's like I remember, and Nick's in the in the audience around Clubhouse School, but he had tweeted something like be a good person it's that simple like just be a good person yeah dude you know what i mean buster like that's damn, the like, um and you'll be rewarded yeah bro. like look at the creator economy look at that we were talking about tipping on clubhouse yeah like yeah people are like oh what if scammers come i'm like why are you worried about that because the people who are good at bringing are going to be the ones that are rewarded like be good like this is the theme of this decade bro are you telling me that art through digital like a digital revolution through self-expression like art is the theme of 2020 uh, of this decade plus being good? Oh man, I'm all in this decade, bro. Like seriously, it's gonna be the time of all of our lives, no matter how old you are right now. Now, this is a conversation that we've had in private. I don't know if publicly, but um, you know, in, in terms of the, the good thing about cancel culture, and this is just the, the one, I think there's a lot of bad, but the good is that if you are a good person, uh, that, that now plays even further. Right? If you are a good person, Bro, you treat people well. Right now. You see the masks fall off. Right. You see, I mean, uh, a huge YouTuber. You see masks fall off. You're seeing bad people being exposed for being bad people, bro. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think you're right. I think there do need to be multiple categories or, or subcategories of that. Um, but I, I think it's great for people who are awesome people, <laughs> right? You who treat everybody well, you, who help people. I told you, remember, I told you that you're a superstar because you're a good person and that you're going to be rewarded for that. Because Likewise, what man. As, as there's apps like Clubhouse and it's live and this and that and people get to reward people, you know, with the like, follow, retweet, all that stuff uh, for being good because they actually, like, I can connect with them. You're seeing also that people who are doing wrongdoing just get exposed for the wrongdoings as well, right? So it's just, like, natural selection. Like, the bad is bound 
to get taken out and wiped out by the good because there's a democratization of social media, of access to money, of art, of this, of that right now where we're all on an even playing field. Clubhouse has evened the playing field for everybody. There's no celebrities on here, bro. You know what I mean? Like, you could have 100 million followers outside of the app. You come on here, you're the same as everybody, right? So right now, right off the bat, that means that you're judged and rewarded based on, and I don't mean financially rewarded. You're based on how good and authentic you are and how much you give. Nothing else. Totally. That's why I'm excited. And also, That's why people like us are going to get rewarded through time right now. Totally. because you're good. Well, also just the nature of Clubhouse and the content not necessarily being evergreen, where you have to be in here, you know, because it doesn't live on the platform after the live stream. It can live on other platforms, like this podcast will be available um, for anybody that wants to listen back or for those who are listening for the first time on, on other platforms. Um, but here on Clubhouse, you have to be here. You have to be present. And being present is the most underrated thing, you know, to do on social media. Because a lot of people, you know, they have photographers take photos of them, then they Photoshop those photos, and then they send them to a PR person, and then the PR person approves them, and then they post them, or somebody else on their team posts them. There's no interaction. There's no presentness. Whereas on Clubhouse, it's all present. It's you here. It's me here. Everybody else is here themselves. Nobody on their behalf, you know, and it's not you looking at something that was posted a year ago. It's you living in the, the moment right now. And that is irreplaceable um, in, in regards to both the raw authenticity of it, but also just the vibes, man. Yeah, it's all about the vibes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I mean, damn, yeah. man, like it's just, it, but the thing is, not everybody has the same energy and that's normal and that's okay, but just like being good, it's beyond energy or being like having good vibes or coming to clubhouse, like, just be a good person can is go such a long way. Like there's so many ways to be good. Just, you know, intentional. Yeah, man. It's really easy not to be a bad person. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to I, say. It's so, to me, it's so like logical and it's so important to repeat it for, for people to really, really understand what it's like. I, I'm still trying to well, I think, find that I tweet think, I think from, what's, from Nick, but. What's <laughs> most important, right, is because people in general, just from what I've understood, they all, people only really act when incentivized by something, whether it be love or happiness or money or fame or something like that. You need to incentivize people. And I think the way to incentivize people to be good people, apart from just the raw benefits that everybody would experience themselves, is to explain the benefits that everybody sees from being a good person. You know, your relationships last for much longer, personal and professional. Um, your business, so your businesses good. succeed uh, far better. I, I don't know what better pitch there is to be to being a, a, a good person at large. So, you know, you just I, I do think it is important to describe things in ways that you know incentivize everybody. And there's no bigger in, incentive, uh, incentivizing factor than being nice and good. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> uh, without any further ado, I, I, I got a couple more questions, and then we'll wrap this thing up. But uh, where where do you want to see social media in five years? Do you want completely decentralized, uh, you know, unregulated platforms, or do you want Instagram to, you know, have Instagram rooms and things like what? What do you want to see in five years on social media? Yeah, on social media. Ah, uh, you always ask me the five-year questions, Buster. Right? At least this is what you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what, it's, it's, I, there, I want to see, like, more of what I saw yesterday happen on Clubhouse. You know, I, I, the, every, the, it's undeniable to me, every platform should find a way to democratize the access to getting paid right now. To get this done right now, you know what I mean. I and 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 what I want to see is, I don't know what I want to see, man. I I feel I am seeing right now what I've always wanted to see, so I feel like I should be part of, and everybody should be part of writing what we want to see in five years because it's like free game right now. Just so you know, on Clubhouse right now it says hallway at the top right when you update it. That yeah. name hallway was named by the users. Came up with the name. They kept killing the hallway, the hallway, the hallway, the hallway over the time. 
and they ended up calling the hallway, right? So that's a small but cool little, you know, integration of something that was created by the creators, right? And it's just like more listening to creators, more getting the creators paid, and I mean the right creators, because you know what? Those platforms that come out, and full disclosure, full disclaimer to everyone, like, they, they don't owe you shit. Like, platforms don't owe us anything. Instagram never owed me to make me money or get me paid as a creator because it allowed me to become who I am today to build a platform, build an audience, and build a business. Businesses, actually, right? So it's allowed me to do that. But I do wish that Instagram had a way to monetize through the app because all these countless hours that I've put in for seven years straight every single day owning like 20, 30 pages on there was a lot of work, right? And I wish it was more incentivizing. Now, Clubhouse is a young platform. It's it just turned one, but let's be honest, for like nine of those 12 months, nobody really was on it or knew about it or really got to push it, right? And it's really been most, most recently. And I want to see more of this, bro. I want to see more of creators getting rewarded for being good. Exactly what we're talking about. That's what I want to see. I want to see the future platforms that come out or the things that get integrated. Like, I don't, I don't mind Instagram just integrating everything and anything and just becoming that hub for everything i think this is cool to me it's the it's my favorite platform and the best one at the end of the day uh, but clubhouse like coming out with this i'm like whoa like it had me rethinking even my relationship with instagram where i'm like damn you know what like i'm really being rewarded now here i like yeah. i literally sent a dm or a message or i don't remember it to, to two two three people that were you know part of the clubhouse uh, core right whether it's on the uh investment side or part of the team and all i said was thank you and i said thank you because this is i feel that i'm finally getting rewarded for the time i'm putting in on there because when you think about it we're also building those platforms buster like even whether you have well, how many followers you have twelve thousand followers or whether you have 12 million followers you creating content on these platforms is building these platforms which are getting insane valuations right and so just getting a small piece of that back is dope and clubhouse did it in the form of a hundred percent to the creator by the way that's how they avoided the apple tax which is super interesting to know clubhouse doesn't pay the apple tax because this is an app in the app store they don't pay the what is it 40 percent 30 percent i forgot and they don't get to pay that because it's in the form of a tip it's a hundred percent donated to the creator this is sick bro you know what i mean like yeah. it's this is it this is the five years plan this is the five year today it does make you rethink relationships with other platforms, right? Bro, I think, how I think long have YouTube... you spent on Instagram growing your pages? How long <laughs> have you spent on Instagram growing your pages? But that that said, I mean, it's not like you and I haven't made money on Instagram. Like that, that would be false, but we haven't made oh, money. No, that, which is what I said. I'm like, we're lucky, we're grateful that we've built businesses around it. Totally, totally. Um, you know, and I, I do think, though, you know, when money comes in, competition increases. You look at YouTube, it's one of the most competitive platforms ever because, you know, their payment structure is so straightforward and so, so simple. You get views, you get a CPM, you get paid on that CPM, uh, you know, every month. Twitch, you do a live stream, you get paid on a CPM of live viewers by advertisers, depending on the quality and, you know, lack of profanity or whatever in your content. Uh, Clubhouse, you get paid on the quality um, of your rooms for people that want to reward you. Instagram, you get paid by advertisers, you know, who want to directly, privately, separate from Instagram, pay you to post things. It's a very different relationship. Instagram is coming out with its own monetization tools. It has a while ago, but just very select few. And now they're IGTV yeah. ads. So this is, and that's going to pay off good. Cause even if it's what, 45, 55 share, like something like that, I think, um, it, that, that's still going to pay off. Right. So that, that's, I don't want to discredit other platforms, but this form of payment, which is people right. paying people. It's so dope. And I'm seeing that like in the same thing that attracted me like, to the NFT space and community was like the community of it. Right. And, and creators would come on my stage and say, Hey, I just made my first thousand my first 10K, I want to spend it back into the creator economy. I want to buy pieces from people. And most of the time, it's not because they like the piece or they say, I'm sure they do. So I don't want to take the art side of us uh, out of it. But most of the time, really, it's because they want to invest in their people. And right now, right. I could send you money and you can send me money. It's like, it's dope because, you know what? If we were out right now and physically in person, I'd buy you a drink or I'd, I'd, I'd fight you. I'd punch you in the face to get the bill. I'm kidding. But, 
the, at the restaurant. Oh my god! But no, like, like you know what I mean? I pay for that dinner. I pay for that lunch. Or I try to. So it's like, so it's like, it's so cool. It's like an, a whole different exchange of energy. It's a whole different thing. And and to the consumers, like, oh, but now it's just gonna uh, content-wise, content will be better or not, dude. You just said it. Like it's gonna elevate the game. Like now, yeah. you better get your best content on Clubhouse. You better elevate and step it up. And we've always been trying to think every single day was a way to elevate it before it was even monetized. You know, been been doing this, put in a thousand hours already into this, and online and offline. So it's like now, for the people who are gonna come in just because it's monetized, you're gonna have to step up to a bar that's set extremely high, not only by the app but by its users. Oh yeah. No, it's super true. Although with Instagram, you know, and the donation tool is sort of perfect for that because there are no advertisements. It's just direct 100% person to person. So I really do, yeah, I do, do respect Clubhouse there. But when you get to Instagram and adding, you know, IGTV or Instagram normal video ads, you get into sort of the Vine dilemma, which was how do you run a 15 second ad on a seven second video, you know? So I do think the donation tool is sort of the perfect intermediary there. It's 100% of the creator. Even the strike fee is set up so the fee is on the person paying, bro. Wow. So, so you get 100% of that dollar. It's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. It's really insane. Like, it's, it's so cool. Well, I think that is a perfect subject to close this out on. Um, and uh, without any further ado, Farouk, where, where can people who are listening, I mean, people here on Clubhouse obviously know exactly where to find you, but people on, uh, on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, where, where can people find you best? I mean, you get me. You come catch me on Clubhouse, fam. And if you go to Android, that's too bad. But don't worry, you're coming in May. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, listen, Farouk, uh, F-A-R-O-K-H, on, on Instagram and on uh, Clubhouse. And on, and on Twitter, it's Farouk Good Life. All right? So you know I'm upset about that, but we'll fix that. And then, <laughs> so Farouk Good Life on Twitter. Hopefully by the time this is live, I have my username, but Farouk on Instagram and on Clubhouse, these are the three platforms that I'm extremely uh, bullish on right now, like active every single day. Let's go, man. Dude, if I am, I am very bullish on the, uh, on the life human stock of Farouk. So bit, bit cloud aside, <laughs> I'm very bullish on you as a person. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other talk, but another time. <laughs> yeah. Later. But this is, this is, yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate that. I love you, bro. And I'm so blessed, honored, grateful, bro, to be your friend and even to be on you for the third time, bro. Third time's a charm. Let's get it. That was a dope episode, honestly. That was fun. Boom. All right, everybody. Peace.